Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And set him in the midst of them and said, Verily I say unto you, except ye be converted and become as little children, ye shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Hallelujah. As we started last week, we discovered from this verse or these verses that one of the key formulas to humility is to be humble as a child. Hallelujah. To be humble as a child. Now, we already know why we need to be humble. So, we don't want, we, we spent several weeks going over why you should be humble. But once we got that down, we began to study from last week how to get there. And one of the key formulas that the Lord Jesus himself is telling us is to be converted. This conversion may be part two of your conversion to Christ. Hallelujah. To be converted and become as little children. Because the people that were asking that question, they were already believers in Christ, were they not? The disciples wanted to be what? What was the thing that prompted the question? Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Hallelujah. You know, a lot of, you may say, well, these people are some way, but through their question now, we know something. Hallelujah. So even in the book of Corinthians, somebody uh, went to sleep with his father's wife or something like that. And as horrible as that was, when Paul was addressing them, that is how we, we discovered some of these revelations that Paul was saying, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You know, who, how can you take the Holy Spirit temple and add it to the temple of idols or fornication? So, sometimes, somebody's mistake or somebody's, somebody asking a foolish question or, or a good question can be the source of a lot of good things that later generations get to benefit. Hallelujah. And so we have a clue and a window into how the kingdom of God works. All right? Um, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? So now, like I always try to do, I try to dig to the bottom of things and to find out why we are doing things. Because that what you don't want is to be familiar with the scripture. Hallelujah. Yeah, you can easily become familiar with the scripture if you are st- teaching humility or learning about humility. Well, 
keep in mind that the devil doesn't want you to follow on that track. So, so one way he will let you not benefit from tonight's message is that, ah, this message, this verse we read it last week. So already, you see that uh, something is, will, be, will be blocking the conduit pipe, which is bringing you into higher ground. Hallelujah. But we don't want to be, we don't want to be familiar with the scripture. Every time you open the Bible, okay, let's, let's stick to that scripture, um, Matthew 18. I think it keeps jumping to verse 18. We are in verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. So let's go back. Matthew 18, verse, I think we are in verse 3 now. So, except ye be converted and become as little children. So, there's a difference between childish. Have you heard somebody, is, this is childish behavior. Do you get it? And then childlike. Because Jesus said we should be converted and become us or become like little children. So, here it is in the positive behavior of children we are talking about. Hallelujah. A grown-up who is behaving childishly is not a good thing. Amen. But here we are learning, Jesus is using, he brought a child in the midst of them and said, this is how you should be. There are certain things about children that can teach you about what humility actually means. Amen. So that's what we are covering. Now, to, to the, 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 the greater one in the verse 4 talks about if, you bec- if your humility, the, the, the way your humility works is like the humility of children. Amen. Because sometimes when you're explaining something, the best way to explain it, definitions sometimes don't work. But when you have uh, what, an illustration of the thing, people can relate with that. Is that not so? So rather than define humility means, you know, this, this, Jesus said, look, just watch how children display humility. Okay? Let's go to verse 4. Verse 4. Okay? So whosoever shall humble himself, ask this little child, so the way this child humbles himself, that is the way you should humble yourself. Like, us or like, the same way, become the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So the big question is, once again, we go back. Why would you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Or is, is it a good thing to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Because that must be your goal. In order for this conversion process of becoming like a child, becomes important to you. If it is not your goal to be great in the kingdom of heaven, then everything that we are talking about, if, if you, you reach somewhere and, uh, you know, somebody is in the, at the junction, uh, let's say there's a, what do you call it, a, 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 a group of people marching on the street. Do you get it? A carnival atmosphere, a parade, a parade. And the roads are blocked. And, and you get there and the way the GPS says should pass. Do you get it? That uh, way has been blocked. And you see a lot of uh, fire trucks and police cars and, you know, flashing of light. And there's nowhere you can go. And people have come out of their car. And there's a police officer standing in the junction and is is directing people, oh, if you want to go to Cleveland, take this way. Do you get it? And all they are talking about is Cleveland. Do you get it? At a point, you are going to lose interest in what the police officer is doing because you are not going to Cleveland. You are going to Cincinnati. So you are not interested in what he's saying. You, are wait, you can't wait till he gets to where you are going. So that's the point that if it is your goal, let's go to verse 4. If it is your goal to be what? Great in the kingdom of heaven, then this topic is important. Hallelujah. I mean, of course, I recognize this is a Tuesday service, 
this is a Tuesday. It, it is customary for us to come to church on Tuesdays. Is that not so? And we come, and when we come, you know, there is a period of uh, praise and worship, uh, of prayer, and then uh, some word is preached. And after that, a little fellowship after church, even though Samantha seems to be in a hurry to go, we will just take it like that. And then after that, you know, we, we, go, we all go. What you don't want is routines. When things become a routine, hallelujah. So there has to be, there has to be some type of awe. There has to be some type of, uh, what do you call it, uh, novelty, a, 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 a sense of wonder about something in order for you to see anything in it. Hallelujah. And so, and so that's why I'm asking the question again. You know, is it all of us, is it our goal that, you know, is it a good goal to be great in the kingdom of heaven? Now, um, bring it back to everyday life because sometimes heavenly things seem far away. But when, when, what are the benefits of being great in something? What are the benefits? Think, let's say think of political office, even though some of you may not be interested in politics, but if somebody is a mayor of, uh, what do you call it, Hudson Street. Do you know Hudson Street? Hudson so Street is the street right here in Columbus. So, so it's not a, a city, but suppose, suppose that street has the, their own mayor. So, or, or, or let's say better still, Northland. You know this area is Northland, right? So you are mayor of Northland, or mayor of Hudson Street, or mayor of uh, where? Columbus. The three of them, which one is the greatest in terms of political office? Mayor of Columbus. So, so now, the question that I'm asking is, what is the benefit of the being great in something? If somebody is mayor of Columbus, how does that compare with somebody who is mayor of Hudson Street? What, I mean, what is the advantage in being mayor of Columbus versus the pay, okay? You have what? A bigger voice. You have greater what? Influence. Influence with who? Over people. You have a greater number of people you supervise. And with that comes what? Power. Okay, how does the power translate in terms of normal everyday life? Like you are, you are supervising a number of people, you have power, but I mean, you can't eat power. So how does the power translate? Provincial treatment, respected, command. You guys are saying a little bit two, level, two levels higher. I am very practical day to day, something that you can directly see and feel and touch. You see that somebody special, but how, what does that do for you? You feel, well, it's still out there. Think, okay, think of it in terms of the state of Ohio. They are sharing things. The person who is supervising a larger number of people versus the one who is in charge of Hassan Street, which one will get more resources? So uh, that's that along the line, along those lines, what I'm thinking. More resources, more money, more things you are in charge of. Hallelujah. Because, I mean, like a lot of uh, certain countries, in certain continents. People are into a lot of power, but they, 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 ha, they have no, they, they, they are supervising over nothing, over ruins. But, but I'm talking about one clear, visible, tangible effect of greatness, at least in our own realm here, is that when you are great, when you are in charge of more, right, more resources are given to you, 
And, and, and because the, all the influence and all the power, it translates into things to work with. Hallelujah. Okay. So, so as I was thinking about the greatness in the kingdom of heaven, um, I was thinking of it in terms of, okay, so we need to be humble. And the way to be humble is to be, be humble like a child so that you'll be great in the kingdom of heaven. Now, the qu- other question that comes to mind is, okay, so now we are on earth. Why? I mean, I mean, somebody said, well, if I can get to heaven, even if you put me in the Zongo, please, I like it. And so, you know, it's really no big deal. If somebody tells you the kingdom of heaven, greatness in the kingdom of heaven, what area or realm are we talking about? Like, if, if it has to do with arriving in heaven and being great over there, I mean, of course, God is almighty and then you have angel, you know, the angels, you have Peter and others. They've been before us. You're not going to be greater than them. And some people are not interested in any type of position. So long as I'm in heaven, I mean, that's fine. So, so then that may not be a strong motivation for somebody. Are you following where, where I'm leading the argument? So when we say to be great in the kingdom of heaven, what are we talking about exactly? To be with Jesus. To be close to Jesus. I like that answer. Where? On earth. Amen. Thank you very much. So you see, I want to shift your attention because sometimes when we say the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven, if we only think heaven as in we have arrived in heaven and walking the, the golden pearly streets and all that, it, 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 is, it is a good motivation and it ought to be everybody's ultimate goal, right? Because Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if you gain the whole world but you suffer the loss of your soul? But, but at a point, if everything is so much in the distant future, do you get it? You know, there's a nice English word called drudgery. It's like, it's like things, things become not so much strength with which to pursue life. Hallelujah. And so what I'm saying is that when we hear of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of heaven doesn't start when we arrive in heaven. The kingdom of heaven starts right here on earth. Amen. And, in, and therefore, when we talk about being great in the kingdom of heaven, we are talking about the, so far, we, we haven't started the point, but I'm trying to lay a certain foundation for, for us to see why this is important, right? So the kingdom of heaven, if it starts here, then being great in the kingdom of heaven benefits you not only in heaven, but here. Amen. Amen. And so if you are thinking of the kingdom of heaven, you know how the kingdom of earth, what are the things that drive the kingdom of earth, that give people power and influence? What are some of the things? Money. Money. Riches. And then whom you know. Do you get it? Like, connections. You know, that, that, these are the things that are ruling the kingdom of... And how many know that we are... Jesus prayed for the disciples. He said that you are in the world, but you are not of the world. So as Christians, we are, we are, we are pilgrims. We, we are called, we, the Apostle Peter said we are pilgrims sojourning here on this earth. Hallelujah. And so on the one hand, on the one hand, we cannot play the game of the way the world works because we know that in many instances we will get ourselves in trouble. If we play the world games like the criteria and the, and the means by which people assume greatness, sometimes you would compromise on your Christian faith and beliefs and principles just so that you become great in the eyes of the, of the world. Hallelujah. Are you following? So you cannot play their game. 
But on the other hand, if you cannot play their game, you must have some other things working for you. That is coming from the kingdom of heaven. Amen. And so if you cannot use the earthly things to to rise or to pursue or to, to, to attain what people call greatness on earth, and then on the other hand, the things in the kingdom of heaven are also not working for you, then you have become like Apandankwa. Do you know Apandankwa? You are a bat hanging between the heaven and earth. Amen. You are, are you following what I'm saying? And, and God does not want us to be like a bat. Hang, because if you cannot use, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, Malonzi, uh, one of Malonzi's sons, he said, he, said that, he said that you are using, uh, what do you call it, uh, Sakawa. It's like you are, you are using, what, what's, the, what's the good translation of that? Found means to make money. People in the world do that. Do you get it? But you as a Christian cannot do that, right? So now, if that is not what you are pursuing, then you must have an alternative. Otherwise, you are handicapped. Amen. Like Bishop said, he was going for an interview and somebody was uh, conjuring up uh, what you call powers. I've forgotten the words. It was enchanting. Something, 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 something. 20, as we know it, is an insecticide. And somebody is saying Gamale 20 is like a spiritual insecticide which they are spraying on the, on, the, on the lecherous eyes. So if you go with no Gamale 20 and, 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 and then no other spiritual power, you are handicapped. You are, you, you, you are, you, your hands are tied. Hallelujah. So what we, are, what we are talking about is what we, our own Gamale 20 is what we are talking about. So that the greater in the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. If People are doing whom you know type of things to get through. For you and for me, okay, if we are following the path of that Christ has laid for us that we are reading about in Matthew 18, and if we are what? Becoming great in the kingdom of heaven. What are the resources that are in the kingdom of heaven that can work for us? Because we talked about resources, yes. Holy Spirit, hallelujah. So, so in other words, in other words, a person who is great in the kingdom of heaven, that person will be loaded with what? Holy Spirit backing. Amen. We are talking about why this is important. To be great in the kingdom of heaven. Because somebody can be great in the kingdom of the earth, but may be bankrupt in the kingdom of heaven. Is that what we want? We want to be, we want to be strong in the kingdom of heaven. And, and, and the reason why we need to be humble as a child is this is where we want to end up. But I want us to get an, a, a clear understanding what is in it for us. Okay? So you, you are loaded with Holy Spirit power. What, what are some of the other resources in the kingdom of heaven? That can become available to you. Healing power. So, so think of God in heaven. Okay? The kingdom of heaven means the domain and the rule of heaven, the place of influence of heaven. So what is at God's disposal in heaven? Holy Spirit is God himself. But what else is at God's disposal in heaven? Or who? Angels. Hallelujah. To be great in the kingdom of heaven. So, so, have you seen a very important person when they are traveling? I mean, if the president was to come here to have a meeting at a Hamel Hall, or is that what they call it? Here. What do you think is going to happen from the John Glenn Airport to this place as they are coming? What do you think is going to happen? Security and a lot of vehicles, about 10 vehicles that look alike. You don't know which one the president is in. Amen. But you, when you came, you traveled 
uh, from, from uh, wherever you travel to and somebody came to pick you up at the airport. Eh? <laughs> somebody, somebody, it's like, no, it's like nobody even knows you have arrived. <laughs> do, do you get it? I'm giving you a clear a, a, a difference between when somebody is great and somebody is not so great. Hallelujah. One apostle was made bishop, consecrated bishop. We organized a very nice welcome at um, Newark Airport, and I was happy to be there. So a number of people traveled from around the continent. We arrived, and we knew when he was coming. And then, when so we were all debating, is he going to come here from here? Is he going? To? So we had people advantage places, and then we had a nice, uh, what do you call it, uh, banner. Amen. Welcome home, Bishop Joel. And so we were watching. So when he finally came out, the way we charged. The airport officials, everybody said, who is this person? Is he a president? Is he? Because we made that thing very grand. Do you get it? We made that thing very, very grand. So that's, that's an example. So what I'm saying is that the greatness in the kingdom of heaven, that the, humi- the path of humility will earn us. One of the things it will do for you is that you will get angelic patrols. Amen. You will get, it's like, and how many know that in heaven it's not only angels, so we also have certain beings which there's, there's really not a category in English language to call them. Hallelujah. And then, and then also, what you said, like you have direct access to Jesus. I mean, when you are great, like in this hour, in this hour, um, organization or denomination, okay, if you, are, if you are very important, if you are very great, you have access. You know, before we started, before we came here, we, tra- we went to Ghana in 2003, just before we came here. And when we were going, Reverend Charles had spoken to Auntie Mami and Bishop that these two people are going to be starting a church, and they, they, they said they would stop by. At that time, the headquarters was at, was at Cathedral, I mean, Collegono. So, I mean, I, I wasn't there when he was calling. Do you get it? But, but because of what happened, I assume so. So we got, to, we got to the cathedral, and then after service, we said we wanted to see the bishop. Do you know how many people were waiting to see the bishop? There were a lot of people waiting. But we were there, and we said, well, bishop said you should come. Do you get it? I felt so important because of Reverend Charles. Amen. And that's the office that was in the basement. So, you know, you go around like this. And then, and then we went there, we sat down, we chit-chat, and then, you know, Bishop prayed for us. Now, we were in Ghana for a while, so we attended church service for other for times. And there were a lot of times that the people who were waiting, a lot of them, they didn't get a chance to meet him. In fact, many of them said they don't mind, they just hang out. They just hang around. And then some, some of them, when he's leaving in the parking lot, they, uh, especially the younger ones, they will all follow him. Then you will say bye-bye to them. Do you get it? So, but who am I? <laughs> that is this is 16 years ago. Amen. He doesn't know me. But because of my connection with Reverend Charles, I had access. Hallelujah. So think of that in terms of what it means to God. If if you are considered one of the people that God, because of something, God looks at you. Look, you, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't have, look, 
I cannot see, I cannot see a situation where somebody who is close to God, and when people are close to people, look, let me tell you one thing, one secret. Even, even in this church, as in UD, there is official channels which is based on the regular line. So MS Eugene, I'm his overseer. Is that not so? So he can talk to me, something, 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 talk to me, then I'll talk to, you know, Reverend Lindsay and Apostle Joel, and something goes to Bishop. Those are the official formal lines. But in life, don't just make your mind that you just play official lines. Look, MS, you can have your own personal relationship with Apostle Joel. Look, it doesn't mean that you cannot call Apostle Joel and talk to him. Do you get it? We haven't, drawn, we haven't made the church to be run in such a way that it's like, exactly. You, you can, you can, so, so, so what it means therefore is that, you see, how many know that Galatians is coming Sunday? And we believe in honor the prophet. We believe in the certain things God is going to do for you. We believe that it will come through a man. Hallelujah. But nowhere in this church do we teach that you as a believer cannot develop also your own relationship with God. It is not either or. It's not like, it's not like okay, because we believe in the honor and the grace of God on the bishop on that, that can come upon us. We are not saying because of that, you should not pray. You should not read your Bible. We, should not say, we are not saying that you cannot hear from God or have direct relationship with God. That's not what we are saying. You can have that plus. Amen. And so, when we are talking about greatness, greatness in the kingdom of heaven, okay, when you are great in the kingdom of heaven, God's favor covers you so much that places where, when you go, people will not mind you. Because of God's favor and grace on you, people will mind you. And it's not because you are mentioning somebody's name. It's because as you are going, there are six angels with you, which are invisible. Do you get it? One man of God, he got to an airport. He needed to be on this particular flight. And, and the people said, look, the plane, can you see the plane is about to move? We, we are not receiving any new people. But he said, I need to be there. Then he said, I need a miracle. When he said, I need a miracle, something was triggered. And then the people called the pilot. Can you take one more? Can you take one more? Can you believe that the plane that has started taxiing away, they started reversing they don't do this for, for anybody. And then he finally got, he said when he got on the plane, everybody was mad. It's like he could see that people's face, they were angry. But he said, I was rejoicing within me. Another time, he said he was himself, his wife, and then somebody else traveling at the airport. Something happened, and I think um, the, the same delay situation. Either something was missing. And then the people said, oh, your name is not here. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, basically they were not going to get on the plane. All of a sudden, the, the, the assistant, the airport person said, oh, I see your name. There's actually four of you. There's four of you. So let's say the last name is Dazi. Okay? So how many of you now? No, no, no. The Dazi family. It's five of you. <laughs> it's, it's Dr. Dazi, Samantha Dazi, uh, Jojo Dazi, Joshua Dazi and uh, Faith Dazi. So let's use as an example. So instead of five, they saw six. They saw, they said, but you said you are five. They said, no, no, there's, there's a sixth person. Do you know what the sixth person was? It was an angel. It's like somehow, even 
the God has been able to maneuver inside the uh, 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 what do you call airline registration system. And one day said they won't take them. This is always the sixth person, so don't worry, he's already ahead. The man of God said he felt that additional person also carrying the same Dazi last name. Amen. I'm talking about greatness, not in the sight of men, because men, men, people are looking at things on you to determine whether you are great or not. What you are wearing, people are looking at what is on you. But there's another level of greatness, which is greatness in the kingdom of heaven, which the path to is not what you may think. Hallelujah. Are you ready for one, one last point? Because we haven't actually started, but I wanted to make you get hungry. How to be humble as a child. Okay. Last week, we talked about what? One way a child is humble. When you are humble like a child, you quickly forgive and forget. Okay. Let me give you examples of what Bishop said. Most adults do not forgive easily. Children have a short attention span and a short memory. It takes humility to let go of issues. As you get older and prouder, you know what is right and you know when people are behaving wrongly. As you get older, you become more conscious of when you are being cheated and when you are getting the bad end of the stick. Because of that, an older and prouder person does not easily give up issues or forget the wrongs that have been done to him. You will like to prove the point and show people how people, how, how badly they have behaved. To be humble, therefore, is to not continue to quarrel. To be humble is to decide not to remain unhappy with your fellow brother or sister. Pastors display great pride by having conflicts with each other and not flowing with each other and fighting one another from the pulpit. Hallelujah. Um, unfortunately, the humility and submissive nature, oh, okay, so let me jump. Number two, when you are humble like a child, we are, we are now giving a second point. When you are humble like a child, you sit quietly and listen to instructions and teachings. When you lose this humility, you no longer sit quietly and listen to instructions, teachings, and guidance. We are describing the behavior of children, the good behavior of children that Jesus is using as an analogy. When you are humble like a child, you easily forgive, point number one. Number two, when you are humble like a child, you sit quietly and listen to instructions and teachings. When you lose this humility, you no longer sit quietly and listen to instructions, teachings, and guidance. One of the tests of the childlike humility is that you are able to what? Listen to instructions quietly. Anyone that you are talking to that you are trying to tell them to do something, but they are quick to interrupt you, and then they are going to offer an alternative something that can also be done. That person is not operating as a child. Amen. Are you there? Why do you think, what, let me ask you a question. Why do you think children are able to sit quietly to listen to instructions and teachings? Why, why do you think, what about them makes them able to sit quietly and listen? They believe everything, okay? What else? They think that they believe they don't know. Hallelujah. The children are very dependent. They believe they don't know, so therefore they must what? Pay attention. And so, and so one of the things, one of the things that comes to in you know, you know, adults, when you grow, you begin to know things. Amen. 
So, so your experience, Bishop said one of the people he doesn't want to, he often doesn't like to work with people who have an experience in something because often they are not willing to learn any new things. A lot of the people who are in charge of the construction projects are not architects. Bishop said he would rather have somebody who learns something else but who is willing to learn. Amen. People who think they know, they are often the most difficult to work with. That is why the Pharisees were the people that Jesus used the harshest words for. Go and read Matthew 23. He called them, you brood of vipers. You worse than white, white sepulchres. Meanwhile, these were the ones who knew the scriptures. Hallelujah. They would deliberately come and ask Jesus a question. But the question they are asking is not because they want to learn. But rather a trick question that they want Jesus to say something and make a mistake. Hallelujah. They are not here to learn. But people who have the humility of a child, okay, they are able to sit quietly and learn and receive instructions. So, so, so you will see that, and it, you see, think of it in terms of the arena we are talking about. If we are talking about growth in God, for instance, if we are talking about how to do church, if you are talking about, because you see, no matter who you are, there is going to be something that somebody knows better than you. Amen. But people who have subtle pride in them, when you begin to teach them, they always have another reason why this thing doesn't apply here. And even when the preaching is coming, sometimes you will see that the preacher is using one point with a broad paintbrush, painting across a, a, a whole canvas. Amen. And if you don't have the man of humility, you can easily see holes in every point somebody is making. But you see, a, a person with a humble mind will say, oh, this is the point he's making now. It applies to this situation now. But a person whose mind is always running all over the place, you are always thinking of alternatives in your head. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Children believe and children know that they don't know much so that it behooves them to pay attention. Hallelujah. And one classic example of how we can use children as a model for humility is that we are what? Teachable. Amen. We are what? Teachable. You are willing to receive instruction. The person flying the, uh, a plane, the pilot flying the plane, and there's bad weather. Amen. And they cannot see very well. Has to rely on the control tower. Okay? that go one degree west, seven degrees north, because you cannot see anything. At that point, your pilot school that you attended cannot save you and the, and the people. But if you are not willing to what? Here, what is going to happen is that you're going to crash yourself. And you're going to crash people with you. Amen. Bishop said, that's why people who teach in pilot school are called instructors. Flat instructors. Amen. They are not here to argue. They are not here <laughs> to hear your suggestions. They are here to instruct you. This is what you should do. Because what is at stake is not only your life, but the life of others. Hallelujah. If you are going to be great in the kingdom of heaven, resources will be made available to you. That is why God requires you to have the heart of a child. So that you can be taught so that your blunders will not what? Before they give you the, the field marshal uh, in the kingdom of heaven, 
you must have gone through a lot of things. Hallelujah. And children know that they need somebody who knows better than them. And you see, you are going to discover that sometimes, even the person teaching you, sometimes, what they are saying may not apply in all situations, but if you have a humble, if they know you have a humble heart, hallelujah, that moment that they are telling you, you see, if everything they say, you catch the words in the air, okay, if, you, if it is noticed that you catch the words in the air and you block it, then they are going to say, this person is not willing to learn. So the other things that you could have benefited from, they will stop saying it. Hallelujah. But if you are teachable, in fact, the person who taught you maybe one little thing that it doesn't apply, another time they will come back, like I did two weeks ago. I went to church and said, you know what? Something I was saying, I, think, I don't think I've finished making the point. Just so that somebody doesn't take it the wrong way. But if somebody was to come and see me after church and say, look, this thing that you said doesn't apply here, 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 here. Immediately, Next time, when I have a treasured knowledge, I feel like you are analyzing the situation. You are going into it in a way that makes you not comfortable. Hallelujah. So let's all have this attitude. And at every level where you are, you see, I was talking to one senior person who is a bishop. He said, look, you may not know. I don't want to mention the person's name. He said, sometimes important things that are happening in the church. He said, I also hear it in Bishop's preaching, just like you. I said, really? Because the way you are, I thought that something like that, you know, he will either pick up the phone and call you, or at least there's some type of bulletin board that all of the people of your caliber were at least here. He said, no, no, no. It's not, he said, it's not everything that there will be such a meeting. He said that I have to be humble, just like any ordinary church member, that if something new is being introduced, it's not everything that the meeting is called. It, we all hear it in the announcement. The bishop is finished preaching. He said, oh, by the way, we are doing this. You see, such a person, he's aware he is because he knows how to flow. But if he said, well, me, I mean, how important this I am, I, I have not heard it. Do you get it? You haven't told me this. And now you are saying this and this and this and that. It's like it blocks you from rising. Hallelujah. I was very surprised. This person is a very big person. He says some of the new things he's doing, I'm hearing it for the first time in the preaching. Amen. We have to remain teachable. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us take out an offering or our giving devices as may apply. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your help. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for meeting our needs. We entrust all our offerings and our gifts to you. Use it to glorify your name through Jesus our Lord. Amen.